Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL First Look Strategy Show Wild Card Weekend. Wow. Time has come. I'm not even going to read chat. I assume there are some comments about this show being tardy. Been a long morning, Ben. Already. Been a long morning, man. It wasn't your fault. Never this is. time. Did you lose power? No, dude, I'll tell you what though. I'm getting sick. I, I, I hadn't played hockey in two months. We had this, the, just the seasons break, and I, I had a 9:30 game the other day. Was just completely gassed after not playing it. Too, you're just not conditioned for that after not doing it for two months. And then get home. I, I get like four hours of sleep, and then yesterday I get no sleep because my sump pump's running like literally every minute. And now I'm starting to panic. Now the basement's never flooded. You got a lot of, I assume you got a lot of rain too, right? Oh, so much rain. We got hammered with rain for, had to have been what, 12 plus straight hours, heavy rain, heavy wind, never flooded, but you know, the sump pump, it's not exactly new. So, or the sun, yeah, so I'm like, I, I keep going downstairs, making sure even, you know, even if it failed, I don't, what, what am I going to do? Use buckets at 3 a.m.? Probably wouldn't have made a difference. Kept me up at night. Fortunately, we're good. No flooding, but that was, that was a hell of a system that ran through, man. There was a lot of rain just dumped on us in January. You would think there would be a way to, like, prevent that. Prevent what? Just, like, flooding in general. Yeah, I mean... Like, I always thought about that. Again, these are more... these My brain, it doesn't, like... Like, with snow, couldn't you just put a big tarp? on your driveway and then the snow falls on the tarp and then you just move it. Obviously it would be too heavy. I assume. Is that, is that the problem? It'd be extraordinarily heavy. Yeah. I don't know. It just, you would think they can solve, they can have like little robots get into your spleen and fix something and they can't <laughs> figure out how to not get your basement flooded. Yeah. The basement thing is, is well, I mean, look, my basement's never flooded. So they have figured just it in out. General. That's why they have oh. a pump. You know, the, the reason people's basements fail is like the French drain does it like clogs or 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 you have like the French drain or or your sump pump just fails. French, French drain? Yeah, like the thing that goes around the, the floor of your basement. Yeah, I don't know. They should just there should be a way. But they have yeah. heated driveways. They, they Those are a thing. Yeah, I would have invented that before they had that. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. You're talking about putting down a tarp and moving tons of snow off. Or like a, a machine that drinks the water. Also, also, if you were able to move that tarp and you're just in a neighborhood, like let's say you just attached, you took an F-350, found a way to hook that up to where the tarp would pull the snow off, where do you put it? On the lawn. <laughs> like somewhere where you don't need it. I suppose you could just throw it in the lawn. Yeah, not so crazy. I just, all I'm saying with the flooding situations, you would think you could put something that would just prevent water. It would just like, it would 
evaporated or something. Look, as insane as your idea is, I had an even more insane idea this morning that uh, like it's clearly the result of sleep deprivation. Mm. Well, I was saying that on X, if 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 you violate the terms of service and just do horrible things, you shouldn't be banned, but you should be banished to like an underworld of X, right? Like Australian penal colony before it was a civilized continent, you know, and you'd call it being exiled, but you go there. And like, if you wanted to go there, like say you wanted to go, there, you wouldn't have to be banned. You wouldn't have to be banished. You could go there just to check it out, but there's like no algorithm. It's entirely lawless. And it's just the underworld of X. Now X itself is kind of lawless, right? But you go down there, just like you open your feet up. There's mm. no catered. It's just madness from top to bottom. Would you not poke down there from time to time to see what's going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, according to some, they are already in that Twitter. So I think we, we can get. That's what vision. I'm saying. I, I suppose it's already lawless. Itself. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, I <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, come on now. But I, I, I would be interested to take a look at that. Uh, it's not as interesting as my idea to, to cure flooding from <laughs> from society. But yeah, we, we should have the algorithm. Yeah, those algorithms are powerful, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Like imagine having an option to just turn your algorithm off. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. To I'd like be, I'd randomize be pro, your feed. I'd be pro randomized. Well, anyway, guys, we're very happy to have you guys with us for Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. We're not doing Monday slate, right? Monday's separate. That's showdown. The way that these work, like even on FanDuel, FanDuel ran the the Sunday night game in the main slate. So I, last week, so I was like, what are they going to do? They're running the big Saturday, big Sunday contest separately. Uh, so is DraftKings. Millie makers for both, Ben. I'm not sure if you saw that, but Millie makers for both of them for Saturday and Sunday. So we're going to chop these. We'll talk Saturday first, then we'll talk Sunday on the same show. We can still go by tiers, no issues there. But uh, I don't know. It feels like the best way to do this, right? And then Monday, just the standard, standard Monday strategy show for showdown, live before lock, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for it. I know it's a little weird with like, it feels like there's like 30 slates, but there's a lot of opportunities to make some money, a lot of opportunities uh, to see it. And there, there are more digestible slates, of course, because we are now into the playoffs and I'm excited to get into it. I haven't really looked a ton in terms of building. Of course, I haven't run Sims or anything just yet. So it's a fresh start and a first look, which is what this show's intended for. Well, Tolga said, Lafi, I'll get it started for you today. <laughs> Atone, my friends. Yes. Take one single second on a Wednesday morning. For the first look show, Atone for your sins, hit that thumbs up button. That's all it takes. Just a subtle reminder here. If you're watching after the fact, that applies to you too. Help us out. It goes a very long way. Subscribe to the channel. It's greatly appreciated. We're making that steep climb to 100K thanks to you guys. And if you're watching or listening after the fact too, guys, leave a comment down below. At the very least, we read them all, try and respond to all the comments. Always have a fun time reading them for sure, uh, especially when things go off the rails here. And don't forget all of our stuff in podcast form is out there, whether it's you know NBA, NFL. If it has a shelf life, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. So let's get into this. We will do Goblin of the... What's up? No, I'm sorry. I just like oh, a, a string of words that I never thought would be created in human civilization was, Ben, are you located anywhere near the Jewish tunnels? 
Um, Are you familiar with what he's talking about? I am familiar with it. I just, again, I didn't think that combination of words would go in that order ever, but here we are. I, I am close to the tunnels. I, I'm not, certainly not in the tunnels, uh, but I think I'm pretty close to them. It's in the city, right? The wild part, yeah. yeah. The crazy part is there was a guy tweeting about this like months From the ago. What's that? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Tweeting about this months ago, and he's gone. <laughs> I live on ground level in the city. There's no basement. I swear I hear people speaking Yiddish beneath me. And he's like, I I'm either going crazy or like, or there are people in the ground speaking Yiddish. Another sentence that's a new new sentence for human civilization. And then as all of this is discovered, he goes, some of you owe me an apology. Like, what world are we living in? Sound That sounds like the unfiltered X, but uh, yeah. I, I don't really understand that's, that's going to have to be another show for another time because I didn't I didn't read about it. What exactly those tunnels? I don't think they're like Hamas tunnel style. I don't know what exactly those tunnels are doing, but that's quite a quite a thing to just have a group of uh, Yiddish speaking people beneath the surface. That's that's a new one. And if you want to speak on like what a world we live in for Saturday's slate, you have Patrick Mahomes. You've got. CJ Stroud having a phenomenal season. You have Tua Tagovailoa, and the chalkiest stack is going to be Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper, and David Njoku. I could almost guarantee it. It's, I mean, it, you. I believe this was you. Uh, I saw a tweet this morning about Njoku, specifically with Travis Kelsey, and saying, you know, good. who who's really the who is the number one tight end at this point? I mean, he's basically the same price as Kelsey. And you'd have a tough time clicking Kelsey over in Joku. I'm not saying you don't do it, but it'd be tough. By the way, minus five degrees there around. It's going to be real cold in Kansas City. Real cold. Yeah, Miami the did themselves quite, quite a disservice. Yeah, they did. It's going to be 77 uh, this weekend in Miami. Minus five at Arrowhead. It's a tough one, man. But, you know, we we the one thing that I don't want to overlook is the fact that at the end of the day, Ben, the two totals in these games are identical. They're still ident they're still 44 point totals in both of those games, regardless of teams, regardless of venue. And you're gonna see, I mean, again, this is the playoffs. Like you're you're not gonna get and what we're gonna talk about both slates. So we will be talking about some larger spreads, but for Saturday, yeah. I mean, you've got you have four teams whose implied team totals. I'm not gonna say they're identical because they're not. But they're pretty damn close. And it's one of those, if you talked about just raw points in terms of actual points, highest scoring team from first to fourth would be almost interchangeable on that slate. That's yeah, how crazy sure. it is. For sure. All right. Are you ready to a quick, succinct recap of the regular season? Sure. The final goblin of the week. That's not going to take long, obviously. Well, I go right back to the Eagles and Nick Sirianni. I have yeah, to. I, I go to, I mean, he, he doesn't even qualify because he's not even employed anymore. But Arthur of course, Smith. Yeah. I mean, just a disgraceful. There's two two different things, and they a lot of times are correlated in my, my experience in life. If you're a moron, you're also a prick. And he checks <laughs> both those boxes. So uh, went out just as I thought he would with just 
You should be worried about losing by 30 points, not 37 points because Jameis ran it in. Uh, what a shameful performance by the Falcons. As usual, I can't stand that guy. He just seems like not a good dude. Uh, I'm glad he's fired. I don't say it. Like Ron Rivera, don't think he's the best coach. Seems like just a really solid dude, though. Sure. Um, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Everyone like you know, Mike Vrabel. Even Staley. Like I, I thought got away from him at the end with his press conferences. But Arthur Smith continuously does things where I just say, you know, if I was running things, you would be signed up for uh, probably annexed to an island of some sort. It would not be good for that guy. Einstein, Einsteinium said, uh, this recap should involve Lafayette apologizing to Jordan Love. I already did. I already did. But I also stand by the fact that, as I said, he was not good and was not playing well. He was objectively not playing well and hadn't been good. Like, this is a remarkable turnaround for Jordan Love over the second half of the season that not many people saw coming. No. Um, the NFL's fascinating like that. Like, you, the flashes of... And he might lose it again and just not be good. Like, it, it's so crazy with that stuff. But obviously, he's been good. Uh, they did what they had to do, and now they're in the dance. And I tell you, I wouldn't want to play the Packers. Do you like them at seven-and-a-half-point dogs on the road? I mean, I obviously really respect what Dallas does in Dallas. There's no doubt about that. Of all the – I mean, there's not that many of them, but besides – the Dolphins, maybe? I think that would be... Like, I wouldn't want to play the Packers of the underdogs. I'd rather play a lot of the other teams. You like the Browns this week? Of course. Thought you might. All right, so... Love the Browns, actually. Don't even like them. Love them. At minus two and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I like it, too. CJ Stroud, rookie court. I mean, it's a... Oh. I'm sorry. I just... A minor goblin, and we can move on. The Colts, I, I I don't even, what are you doing? I like that coach, too. That was a horrible, horrible stretch there. You shouldn't have called timeout. Then you call timeout, and then you don't put Jonathan Taylor on the field. It was a good play call, but just the string of bad decisions at the end of that game. It's tough. And and you could throw the Jags out there, too. I, I told you, though, I was sprinkling Titans money line. That was yeah, like you the, were on ulti that. the ultimate Titans win spot. Uh spoiler Henry's last game. We pretty much knew it was going to be Vrabel's last game, Tannehill's last game. But if you're talking about like second half of season goblins, even with the injuries to Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars imploded. So I'll ask you this. If you had to crown a goblin of the year and remember next year, it is Brandon Staley's goblin of the week award, right? Mm -hmm. This year it was, uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Goblin of the Week award. So it carries over. I know you'd like to make it Arthur Smith, but it has to be Brandon Staley. Yeah, his, he set Do you the foundation. crown Arthur Smith, your Goblin of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I'm thinking out loud right now. I'm pretty sure that if I could get a job in the NFL of the openings, I think I'd choose it. I like Atlanta's team. I think they're a pretty solid team. They just, that guy did less with more uh to put it mildly <laughs> like they're not a bad roster no they're not they need a quarterback Desperate. they do but you know when you when you basically back Ritter against the the media then you bench Ritter and then you bring in Heineke only to bench him only to bring back Ritter like I don't know what the answer was but it wasn't what they tried that's for sure if we were to finalize the tiers to close out the year, we already know who's in the playoffs. 
Yep. Uh, Eagles stay fired into the sun. I don't care if they win the Super Bowl. I will not move them. They stay exactly where they are, Ben. To close out the season, one and five straight up and 0 and six against the spread, losing straight up to the uh, Atlanta Arizona Cardinals at home and then getting smoked by Terod Taylor and the Giants. They are fired into the sun. That is where they belong and that is where they will remain. However, are there any spots that we need to move? Like I'm thinking maybe some, possibly some maybe next year's. Um, do we, when we revisit this in week one next year, we will reshuffle, we, we will reset everything. So mm-hmm. like the Broncos, Falcons, Raiders, they get to leave that Chikings territory. Yeah, most of them, it's no coincidence. They, uh, their coaches are not there and that frees them up like in those movies where you're under a spell and then the person like transformed back to life. Um, so yeah, those, those teams are free. I, I don't think there's a ton to change. I mean, the, the jets certainly realistically are a maybe next That's year. That's where I was going to, that was the only one I have that I wanted to change. Yeah. The jets, you know, the jets got problems, but the jets have hope at least. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Did DeVito beat the Packers? He must have. I don't remember that. Neither do I. Oh, he did. Actually, yeah, I do. It was he on did. a it was a double Monday night game. Yep. Yep. You're right. He did. He did. Yeah. Okay. So move the Jets into maybe next year. We'll keep this yeah. in in week one of the 2024 season. We'll revisit this. It'll be it, we will I think we'll recall some fond memories here and, and yeah. see how it all plays out. That could be fun. Yeah, God, God willing, I'll be here uh alive. So I'd like Let's to talk look- about Saturday. Well, yeah, let's get to Saturday first. All right, so uh, a couple of things. It looks like Amari should be okay, but Saturday at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tagovailoa, C.J. Stroud, Joe Flacco. Those are your four. I Look, we don't have ownership yet, but I'm pretty confident that Flacco, especially against that Houston team, that him and Amari just hooked up for like 800 total yards uh, just a few weeks ago. I'm fairly confident that it's 6,100. That is going to be, and when I say chalk, you guys understand what I mean. It's a two-game slate. But I'm fairly confident that is going to be really, really popular here. And then the Mahomes and Tua thing, the question now is, like, how much how much emphasis are you putting on the wind? Or, I'm sorry, on the weather, because I don't think it's going to be very windy. But how much emphasis are you putting on that weather when the total, as it stands right now on a Wednesday almost afternoon, is still sitting at 44. Cleveland Houston's at 45, 44 and a half. Yeah, I don't put any extra emphasis on it. The the weather causes the total to be what it is. Um I think the most interesting thing, so we only have four quarterbacks, right? We've got Flacco, Stroud, Tua, and Mahomes. If you go by price, it's the opposite. Mahomes, Tua, Stroud, and Flacco. I think there is a chance that the ownership is an inverse of the price. What do you think about that? Um, like if I had right. to say who who's going to be the most popular quarterback, I think it's Flacco. 
Me too. But so I'm sorry. I was responding to a few people that said the Packers are a playoff team. They're they're stuck in the DeVito realm. Yeah. And they're, sorry. They're, they're stuck in purgatory until next year. They cannot move. If DeVito stole your soul, you're stuck. That's just the way it works. But uh, no, I I think. Well, inverse is tough because there's three guys that are the same price. So we're just talking about one guy here. Wait, what? What do you mean? I, I okay. So at quarterback, like Stroud, Tua, and Mahomes are almost essentially the same price. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, they are essentially the same. I'm just saying, if I from most expensive to cheapest, even though it is small, you have Mahomes, Tua, Stroud, and Flacco, and I think ownership wise, popularity, it might be Flacco, Stroud, Tua, and Mahomes. I think you could be right. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, maybe I'm just insane, but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw it as Flacco and then the grouping of those three. So you think Flacco, the difference between Flacco and the next guy will be bigger than any other gap? Yeah. Okay, I tend to agree with that, yeah. I think it'll be pretty significant, man. You know what? I don't know why he's, this is going to sound insane. He should be the same price as these other guys. I think Tua should be the I Tua would be my least favorite of the four. Yeah, I would I would still go Flacco. All right, so I'd go and and understand like I'm just saying if if ownership isn't a factor here, I'd go Flacco at that price. Flacco Stroud Mahomes Tua. I, I want to say Flacco Mahomes. Stroud, Tua, but Tua would be four. My order right now, gauging interest, is going to be Flacco, Mahomes, Stroud, and Tua. Okay. Yes. But I've been, I have been continuously not crazy, but I've certainly bought on Kansas City a lot more than others to varying degrees of failure. Uh, it hasn't been working. Maybe they flip a switch. Maybe they're not that good. Houston's got a home game too. Like we're talking about not just negative five degrees. We're talking about negative five degrees versus dome. That is the biggest drastic change you can have. It's a massive difference. But again, I keep coming back to the fact that the total hasn't, the total is the same as the other game. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And I still remember though, I, I remember last year it was Bill's Dolphins. Dolphins snuck in at nine and nine, right? And it was all right, snuck in at nine and eight, nine and eight. Was it nine? It must've been nine and eight. Right. Yeah. And this game was in Orchard Park and Buffalo and the general consensus. And I tend, I, I was on that too. And it was Skylar Thompson, by the way, if you remember, not Tua. It was like, man, they're going, it was freezing cold, just like brutal temperatures. And that game ended up being 34, 31. It was like legitimately competitive throughout. It was at halftime. It was 20 to 17 bills. So weird things can happen. I'm not entirely discounting Tua because it's cold. Like he's still an NFL quarterback. Definitely not. Uh, it doesn't help. There's no doubt. He for sure. He can seriously get it done. I'm discounting that. I think the dolphins are straight cooked. You think it's a wrap? It's over. A lot of injuries, man. It's not there. I don't even think it's all their fault. At some point, it's just too much. And the defense in particular, they're signing guys that are like Bruce Irvin is playing major steps this week. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's just at some point, yeah, I, I like their coach. I think he schemes really well. They still have some weapons. Really, really tough spot. And Tua, of course, only has one way to get there. He only has a 300-yard bonus and a bunch of touchdowns to get there. There is no possible way he gives you anything else. You're right. I mean, yeah, they brought Melvin Ingram in because they just have nothing at linebacker right now. It's tough. Einsteinium, and we'll move on to the next position, said, uh, where you believe in CJ against the Browns over Tua? Interesting. You know, it's tough because the Browns on the road have been an entirely different football team. I just, the one thing I'm having trouble with is I don't know if that translates into the playoffs. Like, do the Browns just lock it down? Uh, Grant Delpit's been active. He's expected back, Ben. That's significant. Like, do the Browns just lock it down? And they've got some real dogs on that defense. So if you wanted to go to a over Stroud, I get it. Rookie quarterback, first playoff appearance. They, they, they got into the postseason against all odds. I get it. Maybe I get it I too. Would, maybe I would put Mahomes second. I might, I honestly think I'm going to put in. Mahomes second just because they've been there. They've done it before. And maybe that, maybe the light switch turns on. I also, I have said this multiple times and I'm not, I'm not saying there's these massive edges. We'll talk about odd chopper, of course, during this show, but I am a huge elite quarterbacks run more in the playoffs when they need to like Mahomes. He's been running a little more in general because the team is worse, but Mahomes, Josh Allen, when Burrow is around, like those guys, they know when it's time to actually scramble and Mahomes is going to give you maybe an extra touchdown over a guy like Tua uh in that game in terms of like 40 rushing yards as possible absolutely uh by the way last thing i'll say on this so where's the comment from toga what's up toga he said it's not that complicated i'm stacking up the indoor game and one-offs from the second game tyreek and pacheco mainly and some kelsey he's too cheap now yeah, but again, I go back to last year. That Buffalo game was freeze. I wish I, I wish I could pull the temperature up. Let me, Ben. Let me see if I can. I'll pull get the, it. You want me to get in? Pull the temperature up from that game. All right, thirty. Yeah, January fifteenth. Here we go. We've got. Um, it was. Yeah, I don't have a temperature. I found oh, everything I else though. The I picture thought, looks I cold. Could, I thought you were gonna find it for me. I did too. I thought they would have it. They've got the attendance. They could tell me how did many. Did you scroll tools. down on ESPN? Yeah, that's where I. That's where I am. It that's where I went happen. too, and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Usually uh, they do have that. They do normally. Either way, it was. Someone in chat could pull this up. It was really cold because all I can remember is everybody talking about like they have no chance coming in there. I remember. Ended up, 65 total points in that game, and Skylar Thompson was the quarterback. Yeah, listen, on a two-game slate, there's always this balance. Like, I don't I don't disagree with anything that, that Tolga said, but you got to keep in mind, everybody has that mentality. So, right. And it's a two-game slate. It's a two-game slate. Like, if you, if you stack up the indoor game and then you take the best one-offs from the other game, you're, you're not going to be that unique or leveraged. So I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Where can we mix it up? That's what we're here to do and figure out. Yeah. Now this is going to drive me nuts, man. I mean, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I failed once. I'm going back in. 
<laughs> uh, While you go back in, I'll segue us over to the running back position uh, for Saturday. So there's there's not – I mean, look, this is what you're looking at. Because Sunday you have Kyron Williams. I got it. James, what was it? It says weather 27 degrees, wind 4 miles per hour. That's, that's not correct. I, that's not correct. <laughs> well, I can only do what I can do. That's not correct. And I can tell you that the Dolphins won the coin toss and they deferred. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm misremembering. But I know you remember every all anyone ever talked about was the cold going into that game. Yeah. I mean, I think it was more that it was Miami. You know? Could have been. Could have yeah. been, yeah. Minus and then they played sucks. Cincy and lost. I'll talk about being positive that, you know, uh, I, I was positive that the Bills were going to win that. So this stuff, weird stuff happens. Now, we'll talk about the Bills on the Sunday slate. They're not losing to the Steelers. I don't care what happens. Uh, that's a big spread, and it should be. Okay, FF Doom said maybe people thought it was going to be lower, but it ended up being not so bad. That that could be – you could be very right. Possible. Maybe that's very possible that that's what happened. But anyway, um, the point remains, it's still the same total in both of these games. Saturday running backs. There's nothing really at the top tier. You have Devon HN, you have Raheem Mostert, assuming both of them are in. Isaiah Pacheco. My guess here, if I'm just if I'm just looking at, at at everything, right? And I'm looking at Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary. My guess, Isaiah Pacheco, far and away highest owned running back on this slate. I would agree. You got two Miami backs that there's a big mess. They're sporting Q tags. Not good. Uh you've got Singletary, who I do think will garner some ownership because he's just getting a ton of work. He had 24 carries in that indie game and his price is right. I think he might be the second most popular back. You've got the Cleveland backs and then you've got Pacheco who he can catch the ball. I think most people at this point view him as like the most reliable piece of the chiefs offense price is right. Pacheco is going to be a super popular one-off. Uh, I think he'll be less popular in the Mahomes stack. That's probably my first interest. If Raheem Mostert ends up, being out then that changes a lot that shakes yes. everything up i don't understand why mike mcdaniel decided not to use devon achan as much like unless he was like legitimately banged up and we just didn't know it it's hard to tell that's the thing that's tricky about the playoffs we saw this in the college football playoff you know the washington running back uh he got hurt in the semifinals game and he played but he played because it was the national championship, you know, and like Mostert exactly. might be active and he might just be hobbled. Uh, yeah. And that does no one any good. Because 11 total looks for HN in that home must win home game that where you either go from the two seed at home or the six seed without Jalen Waddle, without Raheem Mostert, it seems crazy, right? Not good. How would you rank them right now then? Assu let's assume Mostert is in. Because I think in some capacity, they'll find a way to get him in there. He sat out the last two games, but, you know, that would be a decent layoff before returning. How how would you rank all of these guys, essentially? Because there's not many to talk about. So I, I'd rank them very traditional in the sense of, like, this is what I think the, the logical order is, is Pacheco, Singletary, Ford, and then whoever the Dolphins have left. If Mostert is ruled in, I'm going to push Mostert up. I think he's a fascinating tournament play because there's a chance he's fine. And if he is fine, 
I would assume that he will be significantly less owned than a guy like Pacheco. And Mostert racked up a ton of touchdowns this year. And as much as I don't think Miami's going to do much, close competitive game. Uh, and Mostert could be a tournament winning type play. And we've seen that when Mostert is healthy, he is the guy that can get the 20 carry game. Yeah. And he also can, he can get there in so many different ways. He's fast, uh, underratedly fast. He's got multiple touchdown equity. He's not a zero in the passing game. Uh, they will give him the ball over and over in the red zone. And he's not going to be, again, the Q tag. Who in their right mind looks at this slate and says, you know what I want to do? I want to decipher the Miami backfield rather than just go to Pacheco, who had seven targets in the last game. Like, right. For sure. The only other question I have is if we're talking about cheap guys or backups. Like Kareem Hunt, second piece of that backfield behind Jerome Ford. I don't I don't think it's viable to go to a Clyde Edwards Alaire here. I just don't. It, it gets difficult down here. Damian Pierce being another one of those guys, already a difficult matchup, likely won't even touch the ball. I don't really have anything down here outside of I think a forty seven hundred dollar Kareem Hunt is perfectly fine. He has nine touchdowns on the season, which is a lot more than I would have expected. The guy is used near the goal line. I think 47 Kareem Hunt is 4,700 is by far the lowest I'm willing to go. And I'm not even excited about it. Tend to agree. I guess, again, if Mostert is ruled out, Jeff Wilson could see five to 10 touches. Um, probably all going to be carries. I just don't know if we're all points if he can get there, honestly. Yeah. Wilson last game was used. Nine, yeah, that's what I mean. You're right. Like, no, if, Mo if most are out, Wilson's at least in play in large field stuff. That's about it, though. Talk wide receivers here Tyreek Hill, Nico Collins. This is where this is where you start getting some, some real guys because you've got Nico, Amari, Rashi Rice, Tyreek Hill. Rashi Rice is clearly taken over as the number one. You could argue the number one pass catcher in Kansas City at this stage. Yeah. Nico Collins is fantastic. We don't know if Noah Brown's going to play. Robert Woods, who cares? T Tank Dell's already out. So Nico Collins, the clear alpha, tough matchup, but he's their guy. Tyreek Hill's the clear number one, uh, best receiver in football. We don't know if Jalen Waddle's going to be active. Now, I know that, uh, that Mike McDaniel said, he, uh, he has a shot to play, that they're optimistic he'll be out there. Again, though, I'm not optimistic that if he's out there, he's going to be at 100%. I'm really not with an ankle. But I do think it opens things up for Tyree Kill. I have no doubt about that, really. Not having Jalen Waddle on the field makes this offense a lot more one-dimensional, and we saw that in back-to-back -back weeks. We certainly did. Yeah, the tricky thing about Miami is all these guys – they're sporting Q tags and they're the worst type of Q tags, in my opinion. They're ankles, yep. like knees, where it's like you're going to probably have these guys play and they might not be able to cut. They might get immediately injured. Like there's just so much risk. I'm not saying you can't play them, but I don't know how we're going to decipher if and when Waddle is active, what that even means. So tournament upside is always going to be there. I think the floor on those guys is absolutely awful. If you don't have a Q tag next to your name, you're immediately chalk. Collins, Rice, those guys stand out immediately, and I think that is not just for me. Yui said, uh, don't you have to play Hill? I don't know. 
Do you I have to so. play Tyreek Hill? No, I, I, I mean, it's Tyreek Hill. He's a great player. Uh, but no, I don't, I, I definitely am going to have some lineups that have zero dolphins. Look, the truth is if you've played Tyreek Hill over the last month, even if you were to take that Tennessee game out where he was banged up, right? Because then he missed week 15. If you were to play Tyreek Hill over the last three weeks or fade him, I should say, you would have been glad you did. Now, look, this is still Tyreek Hill. 200 yard, two touchdown upside, 10 receptions is in play every single time. Not to mention 14, 12, and 13 targets over those last three games. You just haven't seen the big, big production materialize more than anything else in these spots. <clears throat> Granted, Buffalo's defense has done a lot with little recently. I, I want to give credit there. But no Jalen Waddle has made a difference. Baltimore defense is great. Uh, Dallas defense, whatever, but Dallas defense played pretty well there. He hasn't had a reception longer than 25 yards since week 13. When you see these absolutely massive games from Tyreek Hill, he's breaking off some really big, long touchdowns. Not every time, but you know that that's there. It hasn't been there recently. Can it be there against Kansas City? Obviously. I don't think he has to be in 100% of your lineups at all, though. No, I mean, yeah, of course, in tournaments. But you know what I think the fascinating thing is, and, and you we just brought this up. He said, I'm talking single entry. Of course, in MME, you can fade anyone. And that is true. But it to me, if you can stomach it, it's a, I don't say a better fade, but it's more interesting in single entry. He might be 95. I'm not exaggerating. He might be 90 plus percent owned in single entry. We've seen this a couple of times. Nico Collins was 96% owned last yeah. week. Tyreek on that double Monday night where actually it was the, Packers beating the Giants in the other game. Tyreek Hill, and he got hurt in that game. He was 95% owned in, in single entry. Like, I don't care who it is. At that, at those ownership levels, you always have a chance. Uh, and the upside is immense. Now, with raw points, he probably gets you there an insane amount of the time. But, yeah, I'm comfortable rolling the dice if you're willing to get bageled. I One further point on this. There's not a lot of value on a two-game playoff slate. If we were to assume that everyone who's questionable plays, like Amari's out there, Noah Brown's out there, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, like all of them play, where do you go for good value? Particularly good value that isn't going to be in every type. That's another point. So let's say a great value play does open up. Name a Tyree Kill lineup that won't have that exact same value play. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all a balance. It really is. Like, I, if Tyreek, if you played in a thousand person tournament and you knew for a fact that every other person, 999 people, it was single entry, we're going to play Tyreek Hill, would you play him? To me, the answer is obviously no. Because if he twists his ankle on the first play of the game, you basically have the inside track to win the entire tournament. And that's worth the risk. Everyone's a fade at certain ownership in my mind. It's just where do you think he falls and how big is the opportunity cost? Because, of course, most likely Tyreek's going to have a very good game and he's going to be needed on a two-game slate. Well, then let's look at it this way. What would you right now, What what if you had to guess, give me an ownership projection on it. I'd say 86%. Okay. In single in entry. You, in your mind, would you put his optimal percentage North of 86%. No. Doesn't mean you don't play him. I know you're I talking wouldn't. single entry, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would not. What other wide receivers do you look at then? Because now you get past how Amari uh, Cooper is going to be, I'm telling you right now, Amari Cooper is going to be mega chalk. And I think he should be. Yeah. Yeah. Him, Rashi Rice, but mostly Amari. I, okay, two highest owned receivers on this slate, assuming we don't have any crazy inactives. Tyree Kill and Amari Cooper, correct? Yes, I think so. Rice is going to be really – so that's the fascinating part. There's actually four big-time wide receivers that people are going to want to get yep. you know, as many as possible in those lineups. Uh, Tyreek going to be lower-owned? I really don't think so, but may maybe if there's a bigger opportunity cost. like I guess that is possible, and that's where the, the tools here at Stochastic are so important because if he's lower-owned, obviously there's less of a reward if you fade him. Would you use Jalen Waddell as leverage in those non-Tyreek Hill lineups? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Potentially, I think my number one way to leverage would be saying that I think the Dolphins score like three points. And just just like hard fade Dolphins. Yeah, just have no Dolphins. Just have like Kansas City and a couple guys and then stack the other game and only use three teams. Yeah. A lot of people talking about Miko Hardman as their value play this week. Yeah, I mean, that's like, it's better than MVS, right? I suppose. I don't know. I, I get I get trapped with I donate to the MVS human fund every week and it never works. It's gonna be do you need someone at that price point? If you play someone at the min like that, you can basically play whatever you want around that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the problem that I run into is are we looking at me are we looking at Miko Hartman because of last game where Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Rashi Rice didn't play? Because if that's the case, that could get you in a little bit of trouble there, right? Well, yeah, that's not a yeah. Hardman played 9% of snaps in week 17 and 100% of snaps in week 18, where they rested most of their offensive starters. So many bodies, too. Like, this is why Kansas City is so tough. I get, I get what you're saying with Hardman. What about Tony? Is he going to play? Richie James, Watson. Like, these are all punt wide receivers for the Chiefs, and then you've got Rice, Pacheco, and Kelsey. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And they might be bad. They might just suck, too. Like, I'm I'm be the first to admit that the Chiefs just might not be that good. They might not be good, and if that's the case, well, then you might not want a ton of effort. But Rashi Rice still looks very good. Yeah, I agree. Once you get past Rashi Rice, you're just throwing darts. Like, honestly, if I were going cheap, I would probably go you, – you know where I would go here? I would go Justin Watson probably. I think I think for me as well, I think he's got the best chance to factor in. And maybe just – because they, they're they willing to target him in the red zone and the end zone. They're willing to give him a couple deep shots. Yeah. I, I think it would be Justin Watson for me. That would be my guy here. Because we know he's at least going to play in the – in, 
in a real game. I don't know how much opportunity Miko Hartman gets, especially if Kadarius Tony's back. Do you have any other cheap options? Anyone else we haven't talked about yet? Like John Mechie or is the two guys that I have to mention, either Mechie or Hutchinson, in the event that Noah Brown and Robert Woods are both out, you have to look there. I think that's where people will end up looking. Last week, we did we saw Woods out. We saw Noah Brown out. Tank Dell's out. Mechie played 68% of snaps. Hutchinson played 64% of snaps. Johnny Johnson the third, that's a real person, played four. Johnny Johnson the third. JJ. Okay. Played JJ three. Yes. JJ played, three. Uh, four total snaps, but it was a straight three receiver Johnny rotate. Johnson. That's it. That's it. That was it. It was Collins, Mechie, and Hutchison. So I would say the one to pay closest attention to this week is whether or not Noah Brown and Robert Woods get on the field. That's definitely, you know, for the value. Uh, I'm still trying to. Johnny Johnson the third. Johnny um, Johnson the third. Yeah, I like fake know who that is, but not really. Um, uh, Oregon. Oregon? Yeah. I, I would have. I, I was gonna say Arizona, Oregon, something like that. It screams Pac-12 to me. Um, Elijah Moore, maybe if Tillman Tillman might be in protocol, I don't really know. There could be a you know you have Yanjoku, you have Cooper, and then. Who else? Maybe someone else picks up work in that Browns passing game. <laughs> they go to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I, that sounded right. No joke. I have no. I, that was a dude. That was just a, a popped up in my head when you said it. I I assumed that like you had known, and it was like, yeah. I I was thinking if you asked me where he went, I was going to say Arizona or Oregon. Um, That's, I truly no. I don't even know who Johnny Johnson. Sometimes you you just have that like subliminal. Well, Josh asked me the the GDP of a country yesterday on the NBA strategy show. You just rattled that off? No problem. Dude, nailed it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I get confused with that, what that means. Like, I'm off by, like, I don't know if a good GDP is, like, 5 trillion or, like, there are countries that GDP is, like, 2.5 mil. Like, I get I get very confused with 2. that. 2.5 mil would be bad, but there's some that are down pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah down pretty rough uh tight ends on there. saturday what are your thoughts here yeah, yeah i mean you're not gonna have a, a lot to choose from um to me it's pretty simple you've got kelsey and joku actually it's it's deeper than i i thought you've got three legitimate you know guys that can actually like lead their teams and then you have miami which i unless you're doing something like very weird i'm not sure what to do there if you wanted to punt um yeah, I don't know if like I want to go to like a Noah Gray or anything. I, I think for me, the tight end pool just might be three guys. Chelsea, Njoku, Schultz. I, I think. Is there anyone else, honestly? No. Harrison Bryant. Yeah, I just... Ugh. It's difficult for me because it's not like there's all just bad tight ends. I know Kelsey hasn't been good, but... Like when you're playing those dirt cheap tight ends, even on a two gamer, still fading Kelsey and Njoku is is top. Could be real top. Like fading them in the in the lineup entirely. That's what I mean. Um I'm curious to see once we have the Sims updated, once we have projections and ownership, how many Travis Kelsey, David and Joku lineups I'm getting together. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean Chad mentioned Bre like Brevin Jordan. I I'm gonna have to look in the Sims. I'm not sure I want to get um too crazy there by the way uh you guys the, the sims is usually 199 uh just for the month 
we've got a little deal going on here with the promo code drive link is in the description. You can, the, the promo code is in there. You just click it 99 bucks for the NFL Sims max package all the way through the postseason, including the Super Bowl. So that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, main Millie maker slates, plus all of the showdown slates. That's two days next week, main slates, plus the Millie or plus the, um, there, there will be Millie makers next week, plus the showdown slates. Uh, championship conference championship week, both of those games plus the Super Bowl, all of that Sims tool, ninety nine bucks for all of it. When you think about it, pretty solid deal. When you consider Ben that with the new PGA Sims Max package, you get two weeks access of that on top of the NFL Sims Max throughout the entirety of the postseason for free. When you grab the NFL Sims Max package through the playoffs, that's a pretty solid deal. Sure. I mean, yeah, I wasn't going to let you get away with not mentioning uh, near and dear to my heart. The PGA Sims are here. And what we wanted to do, honestly, you know, we're super excited about the playoffs. Golf is starting, but it's not, you know, it's not the Masters just yet. We've had so many people use the NFL Sims, and we want you guys to be able to see the PGA Sims for a couple weeks and check it out. So if you, if you have that, NFL Sims, if you're thinking about getting on this deal, try out the PGA Sims. And of course, our hope is that you love them and that you end up using them for the entire season. We really believe in them. I'm using them this year, no doubt about it. We wanted to give you a chance just to get a couple of weeks. And if, if you say, I, I, I've loved the NFL Sims, PGA is just not my thing. Well, it's there if you want it for a couple of weeks. No big deal. It's still a great deal even without that. I don't know anything about PGA, but I played last week. I used the Sims tool and I profited. So I'll it's, take it. I mean, those, those tools are, I think we all know by now, they're very profitable. Is it, is it a cheat code? No. Does it really, really make the process better? Absolutely. Uh, and if you're looking for a new process, it's a new year. Worth considering it, at least checking out uh, for the playoffs and for the first couple of events of PGI. Ultimately, we didn't want you guys to ever have to pay full price on the NFL postseason with less slates. But cutting it in half, I think, makes a lot of sense, given that you're still getting three days of football this week, two next week. Uh, you know, a bunch of games coming up uh, and the Sims tool is crushed for showdowns. Just absolutely crushed. Tom just took down another hundred K our CEO running, running thing. the Sims on that showdown slate, uh, running the Sims for what it's worth, unadulterated, untouched, just straight factory setting Sims. So uh, link in the description and in the chat, if you guys want to jump in, you're getting two free weeks of the PGA Sims. It's brand new. Plus every, every, by the way, not just the Sims, the Sims max package includes premium discord, ownership projections, player projections, boom, bust tool, top stacks tool, lineup generator. It includes everything. Yeah. And we had a couple comments about that. Uh, BD said golf lineup generator, uh, got you some, got you some cash money. We love to see that. And bug boy, does the PJ Sims support the single round contest? It does after the first day. Uh, so yeah, you've got multiple showdown slates in there. You can use it for that as well. It, there's just a lot, a lot of value there. So four slates a week for PGA. You've got the main slate and then those secondary slates. Right. So uh, Friday, yep. Saturday, Sunday yep. showdowns. Yeah. Yep. To my to yep. my knowledge, that's what we got going on. And and again, you know, these are these are new tools. We're constantly innovating them. So if you see something and you say, hey, hey I, I, I'm this isn't happening or this, that's what we want. We want that feedback because uh, the devs are doing a great job. Yeah, it's great stuff. And uh, with the Sims Max for PGA, too, it's not just that. It's all the tools and everything included. So come say what's up in Discord if you decide to do it. Link down there in the description in the chat. It's a solid offer. Solid offer for sure. You ready to talk Sunday here? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, wait. No, if we wrapped up Saturday, what does your lineup look like? How about that? 
we wrapped up Saturday. What does your lineup look like? It probably looks like some type of short of Miami. Should we and... try to build one real quick? Just real, just go back and forth? Sure. Want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, do you want to do it with a Flacco stack or do you want to get different? That's the question. doesn't matter to me. I can get, I'll get different no matter what we do. All right. Well then how about this? You make the call. First player in goes to you. Okay. Uh, I will go with Pacheco. All right. Uh, you're going Pacheco. All right. I will go. It just fits every build. I'm going to have to throw. You know what? Let me change it up on you. I'll throw Kelsey in. Okay. So that's Pacheco and Kelsey. So I think there are two things to note right off the bat. If we go Rice, we have to go Mahomes, in my opinion. Um, right. If you have all three of them. I'm going to go with Singletary. Okay. So you're still, you're on that Miami fade. Yep. Now I want to try something, okay? I mentioned this to you a second ago. I want to double tap tight end with Njoku. Yep. Bless you. Um, all right, so we, we've got double tight end, so we, we need three receivers. Uh, Can I just throw Chiefs defense in at 2,900 to open some things up? Sure. Right? I mean, just do that. That gives us 5,800 remaining per player. Yep. I'm going to go. It's so hard with the Q tags. Um, you know what? I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to go. I got an idea. I'm going with Mahomes. You want to do it? Yeah. I think I'm not going to try to just make the entire lineup, but like Mahomes. And then we've already got a QB plus two, but we could go with Watson as well. And then it gets very interesting. Okay, I'm going to let you make that decision, okay? And I'm going to go – oh, see, this is where it gets tough because we have Hill, Collins, Cooper, and Rice. We haven't put any of them in yet. We need one of them, probably two of them. Can we make that work? Can we go Cooper, Rice? No. You can't. Uh, appears we've dug ourselves a bit of a hole here. Well, let's see. Let's see what we can do. We can go. Uh, I'll tell you what I really wouldn't mind doing. If you threw Noah Brown in there and didn't go Nico, then if you wanted to go Justin Watson, that gives you 7,700, mm -hmm. which I don't know how much that helps. I mean, it. it helps in the sense that you can you can obviously get any wide receiver you want. Um, this is again, this is a funky looking lineup. I like these type of lineups because you have a, a QB plus three for Kansas City plus their defense. You have no Miami. You have the two big guns for Cleveland, which I love. Then you've got two Houston players, but not Nico Collins. Right. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the type of crazy stuff that works. I don't. I wouldn't do this for single entry per se. But I, I like that as a, a large field tournament. I don't hate this at all. So wait, who was our last player? Mari Cooper. Okay. Yeah, two Cleveland, two Houston, Miami, or Kansas City triple, just no Miami. Yeah. It could work. Let's talk Sunday. 
this is a little bit different. Three game Sunday slate. So you've got Allen and Dak at the top. Stafford, Jordan Love, Jared Goff in the middle. Mason Rudolph getting the start as a 10-point dog in Orchard Park against Buffalo. Uh, out of the way first, are you playing any Mason Rudolph this week? I would say doubtful. No, doesn't seem like it. Where's your strongest lean here? Because Stafford and Goff at you know, low to mid 6K price points in a game that has a 50 and a half point total. Certainly Goff stands out. Uh, I don't really understand. He He's, there are so many other dumb people in the league that he doesn't qualify as a goblin of the week. But I, I thought what the Lions did last week was really stupid. Uh, personally, I think that's just a dumb way to play. Why you're throwing the ball with Goff in the fourth quarter, you got Laporta hurt. Um, I, d- I don't agree with any of that. Having said that, they seem more than eager to let Goff go, and it's the playoffs now. He's at home. He's the best quarterback play on the slate if you don't have the money for Josh Allen, who to me, with his rushing upside, is just in a different tier, but he's priced in a different tier. How does Josh Allen just find ways to allow teams to stay competitive every single week? Because he turns the ball over I know. all the time, but that has no effect on his fantasy output. Of course not, no. Last week, he had almost 30 fantasy points, and he had three turnovers. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, the only the only thing I'm, I'm struggling with is Matthew Stafford, as good as that offense has been, Matthew Stafford, I, I get, you know, he has some decent games. What is his ceiling, though, just given how like, – yep. cl- Clearly, they use Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and the and outside of that, maybe you see a little Tutu Atwell or Robinson, maybe a little bit of Tyler Higby, but pretty concentrated between those two guys. And then Kyron Williams is going to see twenty plus touches every single week. It, you know, Matthew Stafford, a good game for him has been 22, 23 fantasy points. And I, I that's what I worry about. Again, it's not a two game slate; it's a three game slate, which doesn't seem like much. But take about think about the percentage change, how big that is. Um, yeah, I tend to look at so many. I would rather play Jordan Love than Stafford. Would you really? Yeah. What about Goff? Oh, I'd rather play Goff. I think Goff is maybe my favorite quarterback play price adjusted. Do you not have any concerns that no Laporta could make a big difference in that offense? I, I concern, yeah, but I also think that it it makes it easier that if you get Goff right, you get your stack right. By the way, how do we not call Dan Campbell the Goblin of the Week? That's what I said. I said he's. Oh, you did. I missed that. Oh yeah, I was saying there are so many dumb coaches that he didn't qualify. But what? Why they have uh, both starters in and they're throwing late in the game and they got Laporta hurt? I really don't agree with that. I think that's just stupid. Like the mentality that we're always ready to play. Then why do you take knees at the end of the game? Yeah. Right. I, right. But it's not only that. It wasn't just Laporta getting hurt and the starters being out there. It was Laporta getting hurt and then keeping the starters out there and then St. Brown getting hurt and still keeping the starters out there. They were throwing with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. I know there were little bubble screens, but I that that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? Why? I don't... But Campbell said know. there's an outside chance Laporta, uh, Laporta plays. I think it's highly unlikely that Laporta is on the field this week. I think it's basically a lock that if Laporta was eating a hot dog in street clothes last week, that he would be playing in this game. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah. And now I think it's very unlikely that he's going to be on the field. 
I'd agree. So you have Jared Goff, what, right behind Josh Allen then? Yeah, he's, I mean, Dak and Josh Allen, if you have that money, of course. Uh, but to me, if you need if you need some salary relief, you can put Goff in there and still go get those weapons for those teams and be just fine. Where would you, what do you do with the uh, Dak, Dak Prescott here? Seven and a half point favorites at home against Green Bay. Green Bay's biggest weakness, though, is their, their run defense. So that's one of the things that I think becomes a little bit more complicated because Tony Pollard and company like that, that run, that run, run game for Dallas is not that great. No, definitely not. It's, it's tough to decipher because if you look at any splits with home field for Dallas, everyone grades out well, because when you score 40 points a game at home, everyone gets theirs. Now, if they continue to do that more power to them, I do think that Pollard is going to be in play, of course. And I, I just, I struggle exactly with, with Dak in the sense that is there any possible way that you play him without CD lamb? I don't think you can. So that, so it's like, you're really judging a $16,000, almost $17,000 combo, not just Dak. Would you play Tua without Hill? No, but I, I'm, Tua was even worse in that situation. Than I'm just this. saying it, they're, they're very similar in that respect. They are at least Dak can run a little bit. You can play Josh Allen without Stefan Diggs. We've seen yes. that work. Yeah. But would you, you can't, you're not playing Jared Goff without St. Brown, but the price isn't nearly as much. Yeah, that's, that's totally different. So then how do you rank these guys weak? If you're just eliminating Mason Rudolph here, maybe he pops up a little bit, but you're just eliminating Mason Rudolph. How do you rank them? Because the quarterback slate looks a lot different on Sunday than it does on Saturday. Allen Prescott, Stafford, Love, Jared Goff, a 51 and a half point total in that Detroit game. Uh, 50 and a half point total in Dallas and Green Bay. That's significant, man. Huge. The, I like the quarterbacks better on this Sunday slate. I would go Allen, Goff, Jack, Love, Stafford, Rudolph. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. Yeah, I would go Allen Stafford. Okay. We disagree on Stafford. Yeah. Alan Stafford, probably Love, then Goff, then Rudolph. I have some real concerns about Laporta being out. I, I definitely think it's a concern. I just, I really think that all, for every negative, it makes Gibbs and St. Brown, like if, if Goff gets there, those guys are getting there. All right. Let's talk about running backs then. If we're if we're looking at Sunday, you have Kyron Williams, then you you know James Cook, Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Tony Pollard. We'll see about AJ Dillon. That is you know significant enough. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, kind of down there at the bottom. Ky I, I know Detroit's run defense. Their pass defense has been a real problem. A real problem. 
But there's just no way you can write off Kyron Williams at any point. The guy just gets way too much work. He's going to be on the field for essentially every snap in this game. He's involved as a pass catcher. 7300 to me is a more than reasonable price point for a guy that in week 17, because they didn't play week 18, 94% of snaps in week 17 for Kyron Williams. He's going to be out there the whole game. Yeah, he can get there uh, even without efficiency. Passing, running, even though I'm not super sold on the Rams in general, great total competitive game. I think they're going to be just fine in terms of moving the ball. So, yeah, I think I, they win. Yeah, a lot of people do. I don't think that's a crazy call at all. I hope they win. But uh, Aaron Williams, him and Aaron Jones are the guys that stand out for me. And obviously Gibbs. Gibbs is just good. Uh, Einstein, are we on the Aaron Jones train? Aaron Jones has let me down at times. I will tell you that fewer players have let me down more than Aaron Jones this year. And I still love this guy. He wasn't bad last week at oh. all. He wasn't efficient. I'm not convinced that he's entirely healthy, but it's almost not fair to say because he averaged five yards per attempt. He's averaged six, five and six yards per attempt over his last three games. He's just not getting into the end zone, right? So like if you got Aaron Jones in the end zone, let's say one touchdown in each of those games, then you're saying 24 fantasy points, 23, 28, looks pretty good. If A.J. Dillon is out, yeah, you know what? Aaron Jones might just be a guy you have to play. Ben, he has seen 20-plus rushing attempts in three straight weeks. Very significant for a guy of his talent level. And I'm still not sold on the fact, like, he hasn't seen the big receiving upside recently. You know it's there, at least. You know that something can materialize in the passing game for Aaron Jones. We've seen it more than a few times. So, yeah, you know what? $6,300 Jones, despite being a six and a, or seven and a half point dog, I still have zero problem getting to someone like that. He's just too good. He's getting too much volume in, obviously, a must-win playoff game. Give your guy the ball. Yeah, I, I, I really don't have anything to add. He's going to have volume. He's going to have opportunity. He can catch the ball. His touchdown equity can't be any worse, so I'm I'm fine with it. And again, I think that Green Bay will have some success. I don't know if they can win that game, but I also don't think it's a given that they just get crushed. Let me ask you this then: it's it's the, you look at the mid range. We have one, two, three. We have five guys between sixty one and sixty six hundred. Pollard, Montgomery, Jones, Gibbs, Cook. If I had to tell you, you can play three of those guys, and the other three you have to discard. It's not the way it works, but for the sake of this argument, you're playing one in the flex. You're going to play two of them at the running back spot. What does it look like? Oh, it's definitely Gibbs, Jones, and Pollard for me. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. I shouldn't say wow, but, well, there's what, five? I said six. There's five yeah. of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's five of them. I would have Gibbs. I would have Jones. I would swap out Pollard for James Cook. I get it. Uh, you know, James Cook has had some big weeks. He's had some flat weeks. The thing that's tricky with him is just Josh Allen's ability to say, I'm just going to handle this. Yeah, uh, for sure. And they're they're not afraid to give other running backs opportunities inside the five. Yeah, Fournette years. is alive. Yeah, apparently. I don't I don't love that at all. I do, however, think that playoff games play differently as well. And James Cook is by far their biggest talent in the backfield. I agree with that. Yeah. Tony Pollard, we just haven't seen it. No, but 
I get why you like, I get why you'd put him up there. I think between Pollard and Cook, though, it's really close. I'm I'm really, really, really anticipating these ownership projections so I can run the Sims and see what type of exposure I'm getting to these mid-range guys. Um, you know, when we see what these simulated ROI spots look like, who's going to get left out? Because we're not going to have the, we're not going to have flat ownership across the board at running back. There's just no way. No. And that's why I again, I think I'm not overly worried about those little fine margins because the tools will kind of fill in the blanks for me to have kind of a, a a peripheral look at this is my plan of action. And then we'll see what the what the ownership looks like. Are you going to Najee or Jalen Warren or any cheap running backs? Because I think this is a real tough spot to do so. I think it's pretty tough. I will say, again, if you're like in the largest field tournament, if you build for a Steelers win and they win and they could win, even though I think that's very unlikely, that's a super different type of build. Figure out what what has to happen for that to happen and then build backwards. If that is the case, then I'm probably getting a lot of Harris plus Pittsburgh defense. Agree, 100%. It's like Josh Allen has multiple turnovers in the red zone and Najee punches them in and they win like a, you know, a 21 to 14 type game, 13 type game. And it's a pretty underwhelming game with a Steelers vibe in it. Uh, that's That's really the only factor I could see for that. The toughest part here is TJ Watt already being ruled out. Massive, massive loss for the Steelers. The Steelers, in my opinion, have serious equity to lose like 38 to three. If you had to bet this game, it's moved from like seven to 10. And I think a lot of that was the Watt news. Still a lot of points to move. Do you have a lean? This is a tougher one for me because my gut tells me take a Mike Tomlin 10-point dog but it doesn't feel good. I would lay the points. This is what? something, again, if you're part of our, if you like to make some bets and you're part of Odd Chopper, ask me again this weekend in Discord. I'll be breaking down these games along with the entire team and having some fun seeing, seeing the market move. I would lay the points, though. I, I don't think that the Steelers are any good. They're not. Oh, by the way, if you are into sports betting, every single year there's one sports book that goes, all right, we're going to, Oh, yeah, this is true. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, we're going to try to get a lot of people over here by giving them a really good offer that hasn't been around. DraftKings and FanDuel do those offers, but I guarantee you're already over there. It makes no difference. BetMGM right now has a bet five, get $158 in bonus bets. The $158 is it's a silly number. I had to ask John Ferguson, who does our partnerships, like, why 158 And it's for Super Bowl 58 it's better than bet five, get 58 in bonus bets. It's well, that actually, would just be bad, yeah. It's actually fantastic. It's bet $5. So you link is in the description and in the chat. You sign up. takes you a minute to sign up, verify your identity. That's it. Deposit $5 and bet that 5 bucks on whatever you want. It could be a massive parlay. So you're going, all right, well, I already know that I have $158 in bonus bets coming to me whether I win or lose this bet. Let me see if I can create a screenshot moment. I'll go with a massive 12-leg parlay, five bucks. Who cares? Because if you win the bet, you get paid out on that bet and you get $158 in bonus bets. If you lose, it doesn't matter. You lost five bucks, you got $158 in bonus bets. I always look at it this way. If at the end of the day, the end of the postseason, you've ripped through these bonus bets and you've lost all of them, right? Including your original $5 stake that's $163. 
at the end of the day, you're down $5 and you lose that in your sleep. So if you're in the sports, even if you're not, it doesn't really matter. If BetMGM's in your state, bet five, get $158 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. Pretty simple. Got to be 21 years older to gamble. You got to have a gambling problem. Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. But yeah, check it out. It's a good one. I assume they'll get rid of this quicker than, than most. So yeah. Anyway, wide receivers. Here's a tough one. Right? CD Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, phenomenal plays and clear attachments to Dak and Jared Goff. There's no doubt about that. But then you get to Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. You're getting to Jaden Reed down there. Gabe Davis, if he plays, he's the ultimate boomer bust. George Pickens is another one of those guys that who knows, maybe George Pickens just has that 70 yard. It appears that the only touchdowns the Steelers can score through the air are 70 plus yards or they don't score at all. Deontay Johnson had one last week. You know, Pickens had one the week before, maybe even one the week before that. And then the only other question is like, what do we do as far as value goes? Because right now there's not a ton of value at this position. And you have two very expensive options in CeeDee Lamb and I'm on Ross St. Brown. This is where it's tricky because unlike Saturday, it's not just like like CD Lamb can't be that pop. He's gonna be very popular, but like you can't just jam him in without paying an opportunity cost. Uh, you know when you the the Steelers are so difficult because you mentioned like when you when you do that it bails you out, but if you don't, you get zero. I mean Pickens is the perfect example of this thirty eight twenty three and then point three. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what to really do with that. I think it just makes you tournaments. Brandon Cooks, an extension to Dak. You've got the the Packers guys that are very difficult. I think the hardest spot for me is you have Cup and, and Nakua. You've got a two-headed monster plus Kyron. The Rams have super good weapons, but they're all over 7K. They both are. And there's Kyron Williams. That's what I mean. Like, that's three guys. Uh, you know what I love? I love the no Matthew Stafford, but Kyron Williams plus a 7K yeah. wide receiver in Copper Nakua. I love I'll that. Have some of that. I have some of that. An insanely concentrated offense that how could you not at least have some interest in saying, I'll take the guy in the backfield that's getting 20 plus touches playing every snap. And then one of the other guys who's going to see, you know, 30 plus percent of targets every single week. Yeah. And that's how I think you're going to have to structure. Uh, I think we all know that if you have the money for Lamb or St. Brown, you're getting double-digit targets, barring something ridiculous. There's no weather, of course, for either of those guys. They're great plays. I My bigger question is how low can you go? And do you think if Laporta is out, that makes it more likely that some random Lions wide receiver gets real target share? Well, that is what 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 comes into play. Because if you're talking about the tight end position, I'm not really sure that's where you want to go here. You know, you, you could make the argument that it's not as stacked. You have Ferguson, probably no Laporta, Kincaid, Fryermuth, Higby. It's not great. Musgrave is back, so you have him and Tucker Craft probably cannibalizing each other in some sense. So there you go, like, oh, you know what? Let me go to Brock Wright here, who is expected to play. Or do you just say, well, Sam Laporta, in many instances, has acted as a as a receiver. You know, not that he is, but he shattered records across the board. Do I go to Josh Reynolds? Uh, do I go to Donovan Peoples-Jones? Honestly, I think you have to factor this in. And guys like Josh Reynolds at sub-4K, I don't know, whatever you want to do with, with Jamison Williams is up to you. 
but uh, he's expected to play. Khalif Raymond, one of those guys, Ben, probably sees an elevated target share. And that's really all I can say at this point. And yeah, and that, that makes them playable on, on a three-game slate. Uh, so we're going to have to mix and match. I don't I don't really see myself. Again, we'll see what's up with Gabe Davis. If Gabe Davis sits, it's the same story for Shakir and Shearfield. I don't know how low I want to go, though. If I can avoid, you know, even like Michael Gallup, to, I, I don't really want to mess around with that. Yeah, neither do I. That no, if Laporta sits though outside of St. Brown, who is like you have to throw the ball. It's a fifty-one and a half point total. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Who would your preferred option be? Do you have one? Would to me, it's probably still Reynolds. It would be Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else you want to get to that we haven't talked about a wide receiver? No, I think I think. Really, even though they're not the most important piece, a big piece of this is you have four Packers wide receivers, Reed, Dubes, uh, Wicks, and Watson. Are four of them playing? Are three of them playing? Are two of them playing? We need to find that out, and that will help a lot. Ready to wrap this one up? Tight end? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. The tight end position. It's not great. If, if you assume... If you assume that we have no uh, Sam Laporta, who has, they're saying an outside chance of playing, seems very unlikely. Then you're talking Jake Ferguson, Dalton Kincaid, 36-point total game there. Pat Fryermuth, Tucker Craft, Dawson Knox. This might actually end up being one of those spots where I say, screw it, I'll play a $2,900 Dawson Knox if it means I can get to another elite player or another good mid-range guy. There is something to that. I'm not saying you want to do this, but you see this on Showdown too with $200 players where you're just like, even if this guy gets zero, there's a chance this is the right build if no one below him also gets anything. Like yeah. if you punt and you get a combination that you can only get by punting, you actually can survive with nothing. Not that you want to play anyone that you think is going to get zero, of course. But on a small slate, there is a chance that no tight end is useful at all so i'll look to punt tight end for sure then who do you punt with because oh, be seems a... like the best option to me yeah i want an attachment to a prolific offense and you can't punt with dallas tight ends obviously because he's good all right well anyway just looking over the rest of this friar is a tough guy to get to i still think ferguson is the best option here it's just is 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 paying is the opportunity cost for Ferguson worthwhile on this slate? I know it's only three games, but there's some really good players on this slate. From three guys in the Rams, CD Lamb, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, uh, Jameer Gibbs, even throw Montgomery in there if you want to. There's a lot, and there's some expensive quarterbacks as well. Yeah, it's really tricky. I think Dallas is fascinating to try to figure out. Like, is there any way? any way to really go to them and not have lamb like can you go pollard ferguson can you go dak cooks ferguson and, and see if you can survive the lamb game that that's to me very very interesting i just don't know exactly what i want to do with that I, I agree ferguson uh is a pretty solid play and that yeah he probably will be needed i i would agree that someone's going to perform but i think it's a pretty weak tight end slate relative to saturday so final thoughts, building a lineup out for Sunday. When you look at it, I know we're still days away from this. 
when you look at Sunday slate, is there anything that you just feel confident doing differently to get away from the field? So to get away from the field, I, I think that uh, Green Bay might be the the swing team to me. When you've got six teams, I think everyone hates Pittsburgh. So you got five teams. And then you've got Rams, Lions, everybody loves them. Cowboys, everybody loves them. And the Bills, I don't think people love them, but they've got some alphas and people people will go there. What about Green Bay? Are they more towards Pittsburgh or are they more towards the other teams? I think there's a real chance that Green Bay belongs in the first category. And if you build like that, you will be uh, pretty different. I'm with you. Appreciate you guys hanging out as always. First look, wildcard weekend in the books. If you haven't done so yet, follow Ben at DFS. I'm at Lafayette underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. We'll be back with you Friday for the Sim Strategy Show. I think we may and, and then we'll have live before lock saturday deeper dive and all that good stuff on sunday so don't go anywhere you know where to find us hit that thumbs up before you go subscribe to the channel appreciate you guys hanging out as always i know it's a weird week with saturday and sunday chopped up like this but we do the best we can hopefully it was helpful and we'll see you back here next week for some divisional round first look action right here on the strategy show peace